So what makes a perfect horror movie? What notes need to be hit, hit? What movie would you consider to be near perfect? This doesn't necessarily mean it's your favorite horror movie, but something that gets kind of close to being, you know, perfect. And, and if we had like a checklist, what movie would hit all the, the most checks, I guess. I don't think there is a perfect one, but there's got to be something that's kind of close. I don't like for horror movies. I, I Like I know, like I'm so against like the, like, gore has to be there just because it's it's like it's over the top mm-hmm. I'm, I'm ready <laughs> yeah i ate two donuts and i don't have anything to drink and that's my fault <laughs> <laughs> no like for for horror movies I, I i think people try to go too much for gore and for me like suspense mystery like you have to get me captivated like where the music is hitting me more so than than any blood or or it's gotta be like the chase for it that's what hits me with the horror movie. I yeah. think the thing that I always run into with people when they talk about horror movie, like, I don't know if they think it's a challenge or something, but it's always like, well, it didn't scare me. Like, that wasn't that good because it didn't scare me. That's not what you're supposed to be looking for. It's not, did you get scared? It's, was it good or not? Yeah. And, when, and like, when I watch a horror movie, I'm, I'm with Alex on it, where I, I even wrote one of the notes I have is gore is the exclamation point that confirms the scare, not the scare itself. Right. And my favorite horror movies are the ones where it's more about, like, did you make me feel uncomfortable in that fun way? Right. Yeah. Like that way where it's like a roller coaster where you're going up and you're just waiting, but I don't want a roller coaster. It's nothing but loops. That'll make me throw up. I don't want a <laughs> horror movie. that's nothing but gore. That'll also make me throw the up. Anticipation of going up on the roller coaster, the click, 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 click. Yes. Like I'm going higher and higher and higher. That's what makes a lot of the roller coaster. And that's what makes a lot of the like movie uh, hit more. So for me, it'd be like the sixth sense. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it so much that there's, there's like what, just trying to find out like what's happening, getting clues into other uh, events that really draw you in. And there's like that one scene where she's recording herself playing dolls and her, like I think stepmom or something is trying to poison her. Yeah. And she just comes up like with puke. Yeah. In, uh, the kid's tent. Yeah. And it's just like, don't, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. There's that part. And then uh, I think someone turns around and there's like just a hole in the back of their head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, or, yeah. I think Sixth Sense is a good one too, because it's one of those like stealthy horror movies. Because in, in reality, I think if most people think of horror, they don't think of that movie. No. Even though that was like the trick of the movie. Everyone talks about like the, you was dead the whole time. But the real trick is that you walked in there thinking you're going to watch like a movie about a psychologist and a kid. Yeah. And then you're just like, Oh nope. Straight up scary ass ghost, <laughs> ghost movie. Yeah. I think, um, adding to that subversion, uh, kind of makes a horror movie good to me is you're expecting one thing and it totally takes yeah. a, a different turn. So something like the sixth sense. Yes. Recently, actually, I, cause I was thinking about this at work. And one of my favorite horror movies is The Thing, but I don't think it hits all these notes. And when I was really thinking about it, the one that comes closest to me is actually the Evil Dead remake. I think it has like a lot of horror elements in there and also subverts what we're expecting. Yeah, I don't think that movie gets anywhere near enough credit because no. that, that movie should have been like literal trash. Like we should have been really yeah. upset that movie existed. And I just remember watching it going like, this is, this is fucking great. Yeah. Like this feels like, what that first evil dead would have been had it been i mean i'm not shitting on anyone who made it but it was they were kids yeah and like watching a movie made by somebody who like grew up watching that and what evolved from that then getting to kind of do a go around on it was awesome yeah groovy um and one of my favorite parts of the entire movie is because we already know the story of the evil dead this is just a retelling of that story 
which has actually been told twice before because Evil Dead 2 is Evil Dead 1. Yeah. Just put some kids in a cabin. Why yeah. are they there? We'll find out. <laughs> um, yeah. Someone shouldn't read something, but then they keep doing it and they're like, is it my fault? Oh. But so we, um, you know, classic Evil Dead, there's Ash Williams and he's the hero of it all. So we're in this new story. We're trying to figure out who is the hero of it. And I feel like, at least for me, when I was watching it, I was like, it could be anyone. Like there's obviously the dude that's dressed up as Ash. Like he has the same outfit. He has the... Uh, the white beater, the blue button-up shirt, and the jeans. He's got to be the Ash. But then all, almost everyone in the entire movie like loses an arm. So I'm like, it could be any one of these guys. Any, yeah. Anyone. And that, that's I think that's one of the coolest things about that movie, though, is that they know. Because they know going in. Because um, it's Fede Alvarez or Fede. Yeah. He was smart enough to know going in that people are going to look for those parallels. And so he played with that. And that was awesome. Um, so do you have like... Did you put together like any list of like what some of your top horror movies are and like kind of um, why? I didn't, but it would definitely be like I said, The Thing is up there. Um, I don't know if I could really consider Cabin in the Woods to be a horror movie because it's more of a... It's almost like a new a new modern era version of Scream. Yeah, it's it's a lot like that. It's, 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 it's like writing a, a thesis on horror is what both yeah. of those movies are. And so they kind of play around with the, uh, the tropes that we're expecting, but then kind of can't find my words today. But Kevin, I'm kind of excited to talk about Kevin's Woods because uh, the entire thing, which I didn't know watching it, but the entire thing is just supposed to be an analogy for movie audiences. And so the movie audience is actually the the old gods. They're the ones that want to see these people get sacrificed in the movie so that they can enjoy it. And because the, uh, the last two don't get sacrificed, that's when the hands start raising up out of the earth because the audience is upset that this didn't happen. Yeah. Um, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. I'm sorry. It's okay. There's actually one year where I watched a lot of good horror movies, and I would just list them. Um, Your Next is up there. Hush is up there. Um, there's this movie called The Hive that was actually presented by Nerdist, which is really good. Um, the Void, which was surprisingly brutal and really good. Can we consider Mandy? Yeah. No, I mean, at the end of the day, like, I think that's, like, that's how I took the question of, like, what do we see as a good horror movie is kind of, like, what makes a horror movie a horror movie in addition to whatever else it is. Cause like, if you look at like the movie alien, that's a science fiction movie. That is one of the greatest horror movies of all time. If you look at Mandy, it's like a revenge thriller. That's also playing on a lot of horror tropes. So I think like, that's what I like about horror is it can be any genre. Yeah. What would you consider like quiet place, a horror movie? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Cause I think uh, that like the more of the modern day, like horror movies, I guess would be for me, just the suspense of it. Like I love quiet place. Cause it's just, when she's pregnant and she's going up the stairs uh, and uh, <laughs> yeah. that's one of the most like brutal scenes. And uh, I would consider that would be some of my favorite like qualities in a horror movie is in Qu- quiet place because right. you are so drawn in into just the music makes it there. A lot of it's captivating. Yeah. Uh, music does play a big role in it as well, because sometimes there's the stings that are perfect for what's going on. Some of them are trying to be a, trying to be a distraction. Like, you know, there was a cat in the cabinet. Um, and also adding to that, some of the best classic horror movies are more suspense, like Alien. I yep. would I would mm-hmm. consider the first Alien to be just a suspense movie. It's not, well, yeah, like you got the the chestburster scene, yeah. But other than that, it's just a cat and mouse type of movie. But even then, like it's it's that there's a monster hunting a woman. It, it's it's I mean it's almost a haunted house movie, but it's presented as it it was sold as a science fiction film. People went to see it, and it was like some really fucked up body horror. And then on top of it, it's it's a haunted house movie that takes place in a spaceship in the future. So it's this really cool, like, again, 
horror is the bind the the binder for all these different things in the in the uh in the movie like i love like i would say almost anything like guillermo del toro does is is horror even things like pan's labyrinth or oh, yeah. um uh the shape of water like mm-hmm. those aren't presented as horror movies but there is a suspense and a creepiness to them oh, um, pan's labyrinth for sure it's to the point where, like, when you actually try to put out a horror movie, I, I didn't like it. Like, Crimson Peak, I, I don't like. I love that movie, but I also didn't know what it was about going in. I think the marketing ruined that movie. Yeah. Because they did present it like, it's a horror movie, and it's not. It's like, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fairy tale ghost story. Yeah. How do you feel about, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> how do you feel about noises? Ghosts. Um, they offend me. I'm pretty sure I know how you feel, uh, Matt, but how do you feel, Alex, about, like, Cronenberg style body horror like where it's just not 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 necessarily gore but just that uncomfortable over the top look it's just like yeah like the fly oh man the fly is <laughs> one of those movies that stick, has stuck with me forever because it does make you like uncomfortable it does I'm make a, you I'm a brundle fly yeah <laughs> yeah no those get me too yeah like because even that like it's not even just the fly that's gross it's the things like the the arm wrestling scene like oh, everybody yeah. remembers that just like i think that actually yeah now that you mentioned it, that's one of the things that stuck out with me since my childhood and i cannot watch arm wrestling videos anymore <laughs> yep. because i'm afraid that's gonna happen um for like for me it was that it's the things like the jaw coming off mm-hmm. like and we'll get into it when we talk about the book but like there's a lot of things in, in that book that remind me of like you can tell this dude read and watched all the same things i read and watched growing up because yeah. there's so many callbacks um and I think that's where, like, when we talked about, like, our, our nightmares, and I was talking about, like, oh, there's the big distended mouths. And I was thinking about, I was like, dude, that, that literally comes from horror. That's yeah. from watching The Fly and, like, that scene where the jaw gets pulled off. Like, before that happens, there's a part where that jaw is very upsetting to see. Mm-hmm. And fun fact, uh, when The Fly spits up acid and eats the guy's arm, it's much like how Mike eats donuts. Yes. <laughs> that's why they, all, they weren't cream-filled when I got them. <laughs> I have to eat them from the inside out. Um, so what would you say, Mike? What movie would hit most of the notes for you? I think the one that to this day just gets me on a fundamental level. But if you really watch it, it's not it's not as scary as I as I think it is, is Poltergeist. Hmm. It's not that a ton happens in that. It's just that when it happens, it fucking happens. And even the special effects, they're good, but they're still good for like when it came out. Right. But to this day, if that movie comes on, it'll fuck me up, dude. Like that movie will ruin me for a couple of days. Um, the thing does the same thing. Although I think the thing's special effects hold up like I, oh, yeah. there is no reason it should hold up as well as it does. And then like if I'm getting real weird and artsy, I love bullshit. Like I love the witch. I think that's one of the, <laughs> that's one of my favorite horror. And I'm using it really loosely in that. I totally no, understand. We, but we, like we, that's we, a good creepy movie. And um, slow burn. I guess that's a good example of what slow burn such is. Such a slow burn. <laughs> like that movie. It wasn't even until the last 30 seconds. I'm like, oh shit, it is a horror movie. <laughs> Up until that point, I'm like, it's just a creepy movie about some Puritans. And then, um, like, Suspiria and its remake. I really I love that one still. I really like the remake. Yeah. I, I, I think it's kind of shocking, like, how much I think that thing holds up. And that was kind of like someone's uh, slow fall into, like, madness or something like that, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. But it's just, it's, it's like a psychedelic suspense, creepy movie. And it definitely has horror tropes to it. Definitely a horror movie. But just also just, uh, it's got a vibe, dude. Like, that's the hard thing about horror is... For talking comic book movies, I can talk about like characters and locations and costumes and effects and all these things that are going to make it. With horror, I just have to be, sound weird and be like, "There's just a vibe." <laughs> like I just, I just want to feel something. I want to again, like the clicking. I want to feel that. Mm-hmm. Right. 
And I think the reason I wouldn't say The Witch is my favorite horror movie is because I do think it goes too long with that click before it finally lets you come down. And then it, you come down like, ah! Versus like any other movie where it's just like a constant like up and down, up and down, getting freaked out. Yeah, I think uh, Hereditary uh, did it better than Witch. I'm, I'm, I think as far as the numbers go with the audience, I'm, I'm wrong. A lot of people liked Witch more than they liked Hereditary, but I felt like Hereditary did that slow burn near perfect at least compared to which no i i i 100% think you're correct i just think that i think the reason people i think the people i've talked to that like the witch more than hereditary it's that hereditary just made you uncomfortable yeah. the whole damn time and that was even the reason like i think that's a great movie i don't want to ever watch it again <laughs> because it was just i just i don't like that level of uncomfortable uh, uh, being uncomfortable without ever getting the relief of like oh okay good yeah. okay we're going to be safe well surprise for next challenge you, you <laughs> dude you don't know how close we were <laughs> um okay so uh any final notes on horror movies before we jump into today's topic i'm very excited to get back to october yeah because <laughs> we're gonna get real nasty this time um I'm okay scared. so uh that was a long introduction but welcome to three hours later i'm matt joined with alex hey and mike hello we are uh three friends that get together and we will separately do something for three hours and then come back and talk about it it's a modern day book club and surprisingly this is our first book that we're going to review so we're going to be talking about the book video night uh written by adam caesar it's new ish i don't remember when it came out but it, it's only been out for a couple of years and so the book is uh what would you say a quick synopsis would be for this it's uh invasion of the body snatchers through slasher film yeah <laughs> i was going to read the synopsis for night by ellie weissel but i don't want to be mean I was going to make a big joke about how I read that for three hours. And I was like, this is depressing. It's about concentration camps. It uh, came out in 2013. I think it's really weird that this book feels a lot to me like Ready Player One did. It has that too. So it's, it takes place in the 80s. Um, it's mainly these four kids that are in high school um, are going to get together and have one last video night before you know the end of summer. And everyone starts splitting off, going to college, doing their own things, becoming adults. And as this is happening, or as they're preparing their video night, uh, their small town is actually getting taken over by aliens from another planet. So what made you pick 10 chapters? I'm really curious about that because I noticed something really interesting about that today that I showed Alex before you got here. I, uh, other than there was really no no planning other than I figured it would take three hours to read 10 chapters. So... I did the audiobook. Uh-huh. Um, I took a picture of it because I re-listened to three hours of it this morning. That takes you to the beginning of chapter 10. <laughs> it was wild. I just hit that and I was like, wait, I look at the time. And I'm like, hold, wait, have I been listening to this for three hours? Holy shit, it's three <laughs> hours. So Matt, tell us about your book and why you like it. Or if you liked it. I don't even know if you liked it or not. <laughs> so uh, just re- I randomly ran into it too. So I was on Twitter and I follow some like horror people on Twitter. And someone was tweeting about this book called Clown in a Cornfield. And so I saw the cover to that. I really want to read it. And I, yeah, that's exactly what caught, caught my eye. The cover to that book is beautiful. It harkens back to it. Um, it really has like a Pennywise look to it. So I looked up the author and I was going through the books that he, he wrote. And based off of reviews and also just, you know, the what Video Night is, I knew that this was going to be a book for me. So that's really all that went into it. Never heard of him before this. And I was just in the mood to, like I said, I want to read more this year. So... The best way to get Matt to read is probably through horror. But other than that, that that's all that went into uh, planning for this. And somehow I ended up with three different versions of the book. I got the physical copy, I got the digital copy, and I have the audiobook. So what did you think of it? I wish I read more. Um, uh, I didn't. I kind of wish that we got more into what is going to be going on with the story 
in these 10 chapters, but really it's just a whole lot of buildup. So it's kind of hard for me to really have an opinion on if I like it or not. So far, I like it. Like, it's an easy read. Yeah. That's been my issue with a lot of other books like Stephen King. I, I just can't get into it because it just takes forever to get things going. And he's describing a blade of grass for five pages. Um, I appreciate that it was easy to get into at least because once I did start reading, I didn't want to stop. I just wish that more of the story started happening up front. Yeah. Uh, but so far, I liked it. Yeah. Ten chapters is not enough. It, it still feels like there's two books and they don't meet yet. Like they're in the same universe, but they're completely two different stories up until it, the you know universes collide, so to speak. We haven't got there yet in those, in those three hours. Super easy to read. Uh, I, I do agree with you on that. Um, audiobook was definitely different. The yeah. one it's, I don't really get it too much into audiobooks, So I'm only really listening to this in my car, but I'll get through, it's like half an hour commute. So I'll get through like a chapter every, like every time I commute. Um, so I'll get through like two chapters pretty easy. Um, <laughs> but chapter one, shoot, get into like the sex scene. And it was just so like, it was just weird just listening to that on my way, way to work. <laughs> it's like, oh, hey, good morning, coworkers. <laughs> I'm reading this erotic novel. <laughs> it was Sydney vibrations of her buttocks. Yeah. I wrote that down from the yeah. first chapter. <laughs> uh, I wrote down from that uh, freaky, how was it? Freaky deaky monster whore. <laughs> I, I like the book. I do like the book. I, I, I finished it. I went back, reread the first chunk of it because it is, it is a super easy read. I have the same issues with it that I have with Ready Player One where I, I'm more than willing to admit I'm the one who's wrong here. Because like Ready Player One, everyone's like, oh, you should, you'll love it. You'll love it. Because I love like, because like, I just gave me that hit of nostalgia, man. Right. Like, oh, like tie the vein oh, that's, off. That's let's go. literally all Ready Player One is. Yeah. And then I read Ready Player One and I was just like, eh, this feels kind of pandering and fine. And the parts of this book that I, I legitimately am like, okay, this is what got me through it and makes me want to keep going is... The parts that I think, I, I don't think this would work as anything other than a book because it gives you a lot of internal monologue for the, essentially the the body snatched people. Right. Yeah. I was um, thinking about that today. And that's a really cool concept that I've never thought about is like, hey, what is it, what is it like to be inside of that person as they're like getting taken over? Right. Honestly, the best part of those 10 chapters was that, which is the inner monologue. Right. Yeah. That part's really cool. But then every time I'd go to the kids, it turns out I fucking hate the kids in this book. <laughs> and... It re- like not to spoil stuff. They get kind of redeemed, but like the the author, I don't, I don't know. I want to read more of his books because like I really like his style mm-hmm. overall. I like his sensibility because I do love trashy pulpy horror, and I'm not I'm not saying that as a pejorative on this. I think that's what he intended to write was yeah. trashy pulpy horror, and it's fun, but. I really hate the way he writes the kids, and I don't know if it's because he got so hung up in the having to write them in the eighties. There's just so many like, if this was if this was like a movie, there'd be like a, hey kids, remember the '80s or like throwing a Rubik's cube over the shoulder or yeah. something weird, um, and even like the cop, the cop's an older guy. I don't think they ever say how old he is, but he's like, they hinted that he's fairly old because it's in the '80s and he's talking about how he hates hippies and beatniks. So that makes me yeah. feel like he's at least like sixty. Yeah, I was gonna play him about fifty, sixty, uh, just by the description too. He's yeah, gray and all that. And I think Can't it would move be as fast. I think it'd be better as like a, like a 30, 40 year old because it's kind of weird. Like the fact that he's like, 
his inner monologue at one point goes like that freaky deaky monster whore. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't say freaky deaky. Like, and I'm, I, I might be unfair. Like maybe it's better if I read it because I don't love the guy who reads the audiobook. I agree. I only listened to one chapter through the audiobook and read the rest on my own. Cause I, I he gives everyone an accent that makes me really hate them. <laughs> Especially, uh, what's the, uh, uh, Tom's girlfriend. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> um, and I was listening to it on one and a half speed, which usually doesn't mess with the voice that much, but it's it's real rough. <laughs> like, there's a couple things where he was saying it, and I'm just like, oh my god, dude. Like, I I just didn't love the voice. The voice made me hate the characters, I think. Yeah, because that's... I, I started reading it first on my own, and then I listened to, like, I don't know, chapter six and seven. And then that's when I turned it off. I was like, I'm better in my head. Yeah. Like, I, I like the people that I, I created in my head versus what he was creating with his voice. Yeah, I think in my head, like I was imagining, I mean, I, I know it's just, it doesn't help. I was imagining Stranger Things. I was yep. imagining like the 17 year olds in Stranger Things. But then what I was hearing was like an adult trying to describe a 17 year old and it just didn't work. <laughs> but again, every time he described an adult, I fuck, I loved it. Yeah. I did have a weird issue with the very early on really creepy graphic sex scene between an old man and a very young woman. Yeah, honestly, that didn't bug me as much as the the first sex scene with the couple in the van. Yeah, that also like I, I don't I don't think he describes sex scenes really well. It's a little <laughs> creepy, and it made me uncomfortable. And it didn't help that I was in line getting coffee when one of them was on in audio, <laughs> and they definitely heard it. I think a lot of that could have been the uh, the actual guy reading it. Um, but the first one was like it's almost like a kid was trying to write a sex scene at the yeah. beginning. Like, yeah, her titties were flapping around. And that full bags of sand. Yeah. <laughs> and she says, I like the way you touch him. You sure know how a boob feels, buddy. <laughs> it's like a bag of sand. <laughs> God. That's kind of my issue, too, with with how far I got into the book was, yeah, the um, really that first one. That second one didn't bug me as much just because it was a horror. It ba- was pretty quick, too, if I remember correctly. Like, it wasn't as detailed yeah. as the, you just explained like i hate it it's just like i can't control it but part of it too is that like their bug parts are coming out when they're doing it so yeah, it yeah. Well, and, I, and i think there's a way the second one could have been presented where it was more like a it was more like she's taking advantage of him and like he, like really presenting as like a, a like a flip on a standard like rape trope right but instead it just came off as like and then they totally did it. <laughs> anyway, here comes the mailman, yeah. who's also old and has a dumb accent that I'm going to make sure to you hear. What is the accent, though? Is it's, it... suppo- it's supposed to be Long Island. Oh, I did not get that. Yeah. They, the only reason I finally figured that was because there's that whole part where he goes into Billy Joel and how they're like, if New Jersey's got the boss, then, then Long Island's got Billy Joel. And I was like, okay, I don't, I don't just, just keep going, man. Because that's right when the book starts taking off. Because it's right when yeah. she gets, uh, when the kid's sister gets to the mall. And she's like, everyone's just walking around. And I'm like, oh, that's okay. Some stuff's about to start happening yeah. finally. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think uh, it's like chapter 11 or 12 shit starts okay, happening. Okay, I was like, I'm not, I don't think I, I'm there yet. No, it's yeah, at you, chapter it, 10. You're, uh, you're Tom, right there. What's her name? Tom's girlfriend. Ro- no, Ronda? it's not Rhonda. No, I want to say Rhonda. Because Rhonda's the, the first sister. Ma- yeah, the, the older sister. And, no, fuck, man. The thing with the audiobook, too, is that it wasn't. Just the just the female voices weren't necessarily like high pitched. It was just like, it's weird. Like I mean, I I got used to that because that's how audiobooks are. They like some of the guys won't do voices, some do. And like I listen to all of Game of Thrones, and the guy does voices, and Mm -hmm. it's a male doing female voices. So he's like, I'm Caitlin Stark. But it (laughs) for some reason in that book, I'm like, it's totally fine. Harry Potter, dude reads the female roles. 
totally fine. This book, every time he did it, I was just like, oh, I don't like what it's you're weird. doing it's here. It's almost like um, like how you have a, a patronizing voice when you're trying to like imitate someone that annoyed you. Yeah. Like how if I were to like if Mike were to tell us a story about a customer and then tells us how what the customer said, it would probably be something like this or something. You yeah, know, like but he's doing him up and was like, <laughs> yeah. Here I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play where I was at real quick. My dad's probably got his car out working all. Plus, I need the shower anyway. God damn it, Darcy. You know what's really cool that I noticed since I have both the digital version of the book and then the audiobook was I can play it as I'm reading it. And so I can kind of read along where he's at. It actually highlights where he's reading. I, I actually like doing that. It's like it reminds me of those old book on tape when you were a kid. And you're yeah. just like, this is just kind of fun. And because um, Alex, I remember before you said that you kind of have the same uh, issue that I do when I read. Oh. Um, where sometimes you're like kind of off thinking while you're mm-hmm. reading. And so you didn't retain what you're reading. So I kind of felt like that helped me because I had that guy li- talking while I'm also reading. So my brain didn't go anywhere else. Right. No, I even do that now with the, uh, we're just watching like Netflix. I'll have it and mainly because my house is loud, but it's, I still like, I don't know. I just, I have to have both. <laughs> Man, I'd kind of hate to play like Xbox Live with you. Why? Just hear all the background noise. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. Well, you'd be, well, mainly it's going to be just like my daughter asking for snacks. I'm like, how much do you eat? Spo- <laughs> spoilers for the challenge. You're going to learn. <laughs> Vacuum going on in the background. Um, <laughs> I, I I don't know. Like, I feel bad because I feel like I'm shitting. I, I really do like this book. Like, again, no, I, I, I finished I, the whole thing. I think, again, it's fun. I liked it. It does have issues, though, and it's... Well, it's and I fair think to point him out. This dude is a pretty prolific author. This is his fourth book, and and all the reviews are even like, hey, you know, he's getting better with each book. And yeah. so mm-hmm. I, I'm really excited to read more of his stuff. Like, again, Clown on a Cornfield, I've got uh, pre-ordered. I'm going to I'm gonna read it the second it comes out. Um, the, the top uh, review of um, Clown on a Cornfield is actually, actually from Clyde Barker. Well, that right there puts yeah. me, I'm right there. Let's go. Also, he has a YouTube channel, which I am now following, and it's pretty It's pretty cool. He'll review. have had that on the whole fucking time. Yeah. I mean, it's basically this. Uh, it's really just him, like, sitting in front of his bookshelf, and, like, he he will talk about a horror movie for a while, and then at the end, he will say, like, hey, if you like this horror movie, you might like this book. So, he'll try to pair a book with a movie. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's a yeah. really, that's actually a really cool idea. I like that. Yeah. Like, for, for me, it's it's... it's it's getting there. I think you could cut a lot of the extras out and still have got to where you need to go. Like just the inner monologue of, of him battling the, like the alien. Yeah. And, and so that's, that was one of my favorite parts. I, I, yeah, I think that's chapter 10. Um, well he, it's a little bit earlier, but also they, nine? um, I would say even earlier, but it bounces. It doesn't right. stay on that character that long after, um, uh, we find out that he can, talk to it basically mm-hmm. and um and i guess it's rare because that's what they said like normally the person inside will disappear forever yeah after a couple of hours but uh this uh a uh, very willful character is still there trying to gain the reins back of his body and, and that was so different than anything else I've, I've seen or heard before like i really wish we would have just gone that like at chapter three yeah like that would have made this thousand times better in my mind or if we had more examples of people losing to the the creatures yes and yeah. then have him all of a sudden be the one that can somewhat fight against it yeah what and then what he, it meant more he's a protagonist rather than stranger things out there because <laughs> we're, we're getting a coming of age story in the background of what should be the focus point and that it, i'm glad you said Stranger things again too because like it does it reminds me of um not plot wise or content wise but 
uh, season three of Stranger Things, I remember constantly getting angry because every time they went back to the kids, I was like, no, nah, I don't really care about their story yeah, anymore. I wanna, yeah, I want to hear more about the uh, Scoops Ahoy kids. Yeah, well, it's like, yeah, <laughs> show me the older kids and show me the adults. Those are the two storylines I want to see. I'll break and up with you now. <laughs> the same thing keeps happening in this where every time it goes the, to like the youngest kids, I'm like, oh shit, yeah, I forgot. You're the protagonist. I don't care, Billy. Get off my, get off my book. God, Tom, whatever. <laughs> but you know um, what does do it good in both comic and TV show was lock and key. Yeah. They're the only, that's the only times I care about like what the kids are up to. Yeah. And even though the kids in those are just infuriating because they make dumb decisions, you're like, but it's because they're kids. That's the decision a dumbass kid would make. A dumbass kid would think it was kind of cool when a well was talking to them and not be like, I'm going to fuck right off because there's no (laughs) reason this lady should be down here. (laughs) But yeah, I, I mean, I really, it's really weird. Like I really like the idea of this book. I like enough of it that it was worth reading, but I just, I keep getting caught up on like, because he even said like the same thing with Stephen King where like he'll, he'll just sit there and describe a blade of grass. And when we tried to play like a quick audio clip, it was just yeah five minutes of <laughs> just describing them all. And I, I don't know, man, like I think if I read it, if I was reading, reading it, not listening to it, I think I would be a lot more on board with that description, but listening to it just the like. And then the smell of the duck shits everywhere. Yeah. And I don't like the ducks. I like the ducks when I was a kid. Because <laughs> so I read that part on my own and it was not as bad as what I just heard you play. Yeah, I was like, you see why I was like on one and a half speed. And again, yeah. I'm not shitting on the guy who read the book. Like that's a that's a insane job. And he did a good job. It was just, I think certain books are better as written word. And I really think this book specifically, if you're going to listen, if you're going to read it, I would really suggest reading it. Yeah. Because... You don't get the word accents. You, I think the pacing is just better. And I just, I, again, I don't think I, as much as I love usually to see like, oh, let's get this adapted. I don't think this would work as anything but a book. No. and it, At least not the way it is. Yeah. Again, as you two pointed out, it has to do with the, uh, the internal monologues of uh, at least the, the, the detective that gets taken over. Yeah. I, I just think that'd be so weird if it was a movie and you just had to keep cutting to like his well, internal like, well, I sure wish this demon wasn't inside <laughs> me. Possibly, but then maybe you could do it right, and it's like, and kind of like you, the character standing in the void, kind of like when Eleven goes into like her little trances, and just have him shouting out into this darkness, and then it, it would have to be a really like artsy horror film, yeah. Like the skin I'm in, or the skin I live in. That's exactly what I was looking. Or um, is that what it's called? I don't know. I Under think the I, skin. Under the skin. Under yeah. the skin. With the, the skin I live in. That's a different movie. Scarlett Johansson's the one we're talking yeah. about, where she's the alien. Yeah. yeah. I need to finish this. I, I stopped at chapter 10, but it seemed like it was right before the turning point. It like, is literally, yeah. you were, I think it's like 11 or 12 shit just kind of goes. Because it like seems over. like this is when Darcy's going to realize that, because the mall's empty and she points out that that's not normal, even though mm-hmm. it's like a school day or whatever, like the mall shouldn't be this empty. And uh, the girl at the counter at the store that she's in is totally one of the, the creatures now. Um, even the, the stoner dude at the video store is one of them. Yeah. And Damn. Because that's the, the drugs. <laughs> well, no, that's because I'm as far as you are. Yeah. Um, and that's the drugs that he gave the kids are the, uh, the yeah, eggs. Yeah. Okay. Mailman. The mailman was one of the funniest parts too. I felt so bad. <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> I'm out of here. You guys were in a weird cult. I'm getting out of here. <laughs> like, ah. Yeah. I feel like it just looks like Hans Moleman. Oh, dude, the, the okay. voice it gives that mailman is it's like, oh, well, I guess I'm going to go. Hey, you're trying to pull a fast one on me. I don't know what freaky stuff your kids are in, but you're wearing your day night clothes during the day. I'm a federal 
uh, postal worker. <laughs> um, the uh, cover is badass. I really like the cover of the book. I like when you realize what the cover of the book is. Yeah. Like the, that, it's not like an, uh, other horror books where it's just like, here's a scary thing that might be in there. That is legitimately the a script, thing in a book. Yeah, because it's describing the, um, the detective's hand, right? Yeah, because yeah. it's when he when he tries to defend himself, two fingers get lopped off and then... These claws start growing back. Yeah, he district nines that fucking hand away. Yeah, yeah. I also uh, like the description of where he's like, he can't feel that hand. Yeah. Like when he's like no wrestling. Part of, yeah. Yeah. And he's like wrestling. He's like, I can feel the hand I'm lifting the guy with, but the other hand, I know it's there and it's moving, but I don't get to feel it because it's not my hand anymore. Yeah. I think the creatures are really cool. I think that's one of the better parts of the book. It's it's different. It's kind of like Alien. It's kind of like Body Snatchers, but it's not. Yeah. And I like that. It seems like there's some sort of like cycle that they have to go through before they're fully adults or whatever. And it's not just like you t- you eat the egg and it takes you over. It's like, no, something grows inside that body and then bursts out of it and then has to take over a second body. And it's way scarier when you think about the fact that like you're you're slowly dying as it takes over. Yeah. And you feel all the pain and it's just like, I don't give a shit. You feel that pain. I'm making you feel it. Yeah. Or like listening to it, like talk to people you know and just you can feel it pulling your memories up yeah, trying to build a part. scenario. That's, that's really a really cool. good part right yeah. there too. It uh, adapts. It's smart. It's creepy looking. I like it. I felt like uh, the dis- I know, like you, you were saying, they kind of really. He was kind of really pulling hard on the nostalgia stuff with the description with the kids, but I feel like uh, Billy's room was Mike's room. No, 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 it wasn't. <laughs> That's the thing is, like, I, I feel like, and I, I don't, I just don't know how you do it in a book, man. Like, this is it's the weirdest thing because, like, the internal monologue stuff I think works so well in a book, and the description where he's like, "Look how '80s we are." If it was a movie, would be so much easier because then it would just be like you literally draw no attention. Mm-hmm. You just set dress the kid's bedroom. You have his friends come over and it just all the stuff is just out. Or when they're talking about it, like they talk about Dawn of the Dead, but like the posters on the wall too. And next to that is like a, like some shitty horror masks from the 80s. Just there's a million ways to build that same mentality without showing it completely. Yeah. I feel like maybe if, I mean, I, I don't know how to write. I'm not an author. Um, so this, I could be totally wrong in saying this, but I feel like it could be easier to read if you just describe the thing without actually saying like reanimator but it could be like oh they're looking at this movie yeah. and then kind of say some of the story and then people that know what reanimator is know what you're talking about but you don't have to flat out say like reanimator yeah and i think that's the difference between like writing kids i guess it's the same thing like writing writing a convincing child versus writing a be, writing a kid that sounds like an adult written by a child yeah um and I, I mean i don't know like i again like like you i'm also not a writer I don't think I'm going to be good at it. And I don't think he's bad at it. It's just, that's the, that's the biggest critique I can make. Cause I just think there's some weird pacing stuff. Yeah. I think that some of the characters, they just, and I, and I do think this is the, the, the reader is the, um, the narrator is that they just come off like as caricatures, not as people. I kind of wonder the, if they, if like the author gives notes to the narrator, cause I feel like that could have fixed some things. Because maybe he's not reading it as intended on some parts. I, I was really yeah. wondering that because th- there's just so many, there's so many characters where he really hits that Long Island accent. Yeah. And I was just wondering, I'm like, why do you need to do that? Like, all you have to do is say they're in Long Island. And like, unless the accent, unless the accent is a thing where like when they're talking, they're like, oh, well, I sure do love Billy Joel. And then like 10 minutes later, it's like, I also love Billy Joel. <laughs> do you hear, do you hear knocking? Three hours later. Three hours later. Three hours later. Later. It's time. Uh-oh. But first, we're going to have a quick commercial break from Friends of the Podcast. And then we're going to have a surprise review. Oh, oh no. Boy. I forgot. Is it a cream-filled donut? Is it a cream-filled donut? 
Do you ever find yourself sitting on the couch late at night wondering, what should I watch? Aimlessly flipping through streaming services, pondering as you let your cursor settle over a title, but you just can't bring yourself to commit and push play. Well, guess what? We do that, and we made a podcast about it. Because everybody makes podcasts, but we decided to make ours about movies. I'm Kay. I'm E. And together we start a journey through cinema where we watch a movie, sit down, discuss it, debate it, test each other's knowledge of it, and then give our final seal of approval or disapproval. Yeah. So join us as we try to search the infinite web, attempting to answer the age-old question, what should we watch? So check us out wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and drop us a comment. Let us know what you think, and we'll have some interactive portions where you can join the fun. So pop some popcorn, pop some wine, and join us, won't you? Tune in to What Should We Watch with K&E. Coming at you live, brother. It's not live. Coming at you Pre-recorded and edited. Pre-recorded, edited, and delivered, brother. Bye. All right, and we're back. Thank you again to friends of the podcast. What should we watch with K&E? I sure do love them. And they're amazing. Uh, Thank you again. So we're going to try something new on this episode. We're going to have a surprise review within a review. So I brought something to share with my friends here because it's really weird and I don't know why it exists, but I want people to experience it with me. Oh God, it's in a bag uh, with babe, ice and I'm scared. So and Mike he- was hoping for a uh, uh, type of Mountain Dew, but I bought, brought an energy drink. It's uh, Rain Inferno Jalapeno Strawberry. I'm super in. Also, I have to work. I'm going into work with no, no. no, I just mean I'm going to work with a ton of energy now. Oh yeah, and so this one's kind of weird. The, uh, you know, people collect sneakers. I think Mike's one of them. I kind of are. I have one pair. You got the PlayStation ones. I don't know. Those are my one pair of sneakers. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because of that one pair, I think you're a sneakerhead. Um, But I'm kind of like that with energy drinks. Like if there's a new energy drink, I gotta, I gotta try it out. I gotta see what the deal is. And so energy drinks have been getting kind of weird lately where they're basically becoming pre-workouts and there's a lot of like just weird shit that's going into it, but they're all staying sugar-free. Um, Rain is a newer brand, at least it's newer to me, and they have an Inferno line. So the Inferno ones will have like your typical names. Like there's, I don't know, like Red Dragon or Blue Blaze. but then, Not a bitch berry. But then there's Jalapeno Strawberry. That's all it's called. It's not anything else. <laughs> like I want to try not a bitch berry. <laughs> and just gun. Like, you open it and it just yells at you. <laughs> bitch. Get back on the bench, bitch. And oh, it okay. smells like some sort of berry. Wake the fuck <laughs> up. It smells like a dude named Barry. <laughs> just wake the fuck up, Cherry. <laughs> wake the fuck up, Cherry. Don't be a bitch. Oh, man. we got That's our that's our three hours later line right there. <laughs> Have you ever seen that? Three hours later, you die. Th- three hours energy. <laughs> well, five, no, we give you three. But <laughs> this one just yells at you. Why do you, need, <laughs> why do you need five hours energy? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> what was that one called? There used to be an old YouTube video where it was like... Uh, Exaggerated energy drinks oh, like, like that. Power one thousand. Yeah, power thirst. Power thirst. Yeah. <laughs> we got rawberry, chocolate lightning, and gun. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't really. I don't really mess with energy drinks that much at work. I don't know. Why I said at work in life. <laughs> um, but uh, all my friends drink the hell out of them, and I even uh, one of the guys at work the other day was really he was really upset because he always buys sugar free fruit punch rockstar. 
and he shows me his can and he like it's a white can with a red label and it's just called fruit punch very simple mm-hmm. he accidentally went to the gas station and i was i was mad because i'm like dude they need to they need to mark that shit he picked one up white label pink not red it's cotton candy flavored rock star <laughs> Like, what, what the fuck is happening, man? They got all sorts now. Um, Bang is probably... The, I don't trust anymore. Like, their their CEO is really, really weird. Yeah, he, he seems to not be a great guy. Well, what's, what's the deal with sugar-free? Like, yeah, that's... I don't know. Why? Really? Like, that's the thing. I can't pronounce half that in those ingredients. Uh, yeah. But sugar is the one that you can't have. Honestly, I don't know. But that's tend to what tend to be what I get. I don't want something, something super sugary. Maybe it has to do with, like, the come down of it. Maybe. Um... But yeah, all all of them are now going more sugar-free. So yeah, speaking of the ingredients on the back, the weirdest part about this line of Rain Energy drinks is I think all three, there's three three Inferno flavors. is the blue, whatever I said, I said Red Dragon, blue something, and then just Jalapeno Strawberry. I think all three of them have capsaicin in it for some reason, even the not Jalapeno drink. And so I had that and it was so weird because it kind of had like that spiciness to the back of it so i know you don't really mess with diet coke but diet coke a couple years ago got real weird and like put out a million flavors and i know a ton of people got pissed because they drink cherry diet coke and they took that off the market replaced with feisty cherry Uh and it's the same thing it's cherry coke and after you drink it there's just this little spice that lingers in your throat like so i love it it's my favorite i I thought it was good it's kind of like um if you drink any type of ginger beverage it's kind of like that yeah it's not spicy it's spiced um, so actually, I kind of enjoy that one a lot. I think it might actually have something to do with weight loss. I think you do kind of burn calories with capsaicin, but I don't know. I'm not. A, I'm not a doctor. I just play one on a podcast. I eat a weird amount of spicy food, and I'm still fat. So it's probably <laughs> the food. I'm you eating. could be more fat. Oh, Imagine. that's that's where the weight loss yep. came from. All right, so we're gonna crack. I'm gonna crack open a cold one with the boys. I'm sure I'm. I'm, I'm not comfortable with how excited I am to actually drink this drink. I did not drink energy drinks. I like get like one soda a day, so I'm pretty sure this will like hype me up pretty good. Yeah, this is gonna be a very interesting, interesting end to the podcast. We should have started with this. Thought so about it. I realized I, just waited I, for a lull. I had to stop um, giving people I knew shit for how much energy drinks they drank when I realized that I drink uh, on an average day probably six or seven cups of coffee, and I've now switched to where all the coffee I drink at work is the Starbucks double caffeinated coffee. So I don't think I get to judge anybody anymore. And I was really excited the other day when I found out Coke makes Diet Coke flavored energy drink. Uh, Coke Zero flavored. Oh, yeah. It's good. Bad. Yeah, it's Coke Zero sugar energy drink. Yeah. But yeah, I had that and I was like, I, I'm not used to drinking a Diet Coke and being all hype afterwards. All right. Come get it. I'm scared. Give it a good uh, oh, uh, smell also. Like wine tasting for energy drinks. Yeah. Spit it, in the, around. spit it in the vase. I feel like I fucked up and introduced a scary new segment when I had you guys try, try a, a chicken McGriddle. A little bit that, and then also the uh, the zombie Skittles. It's not the jalapeno. This smells like jalapenos and strawberries. I don't understand. That's why they call the jalapeno strawberry. Like we can't get, we can't dress this yeah. up. Have you tried it before? Yeah. Yeah, that uh, that's what it is. That is Jelly Belly levels of matching that flavor. That's yeah, good, good, good example. Don't know if I like it or not. <laughs> right, it's um, I probably wouldn't have ever bought it again after the first time I had it, other than to show you. It's not just that it tastes like jalapeno; it's that it tastes like fresh jalapeno. It tastes like vegetal. Yeah, definitely. Like you're in the grocery store picking up a handful of jalapenos, vegetal. But it's not bad, is the thing. It's just weird. I, I feel like it's the ingredient I need for something. Like I'm going to make some <laughs> weird sauce. I'm going to do like a yeah, straw- no, <laughs> yeah uh, totally. a strawberry jalapeno rain reduction. 
<laughs> so totally would make a good like a like a jam or a jelly i think because i think those are in right now right like yeah. spicy jellies the more i smell it the more i really like the smell <laughs> i hated it in person i'm just like yeah when i smell it i feel like i need a cough like i feel like the the heat's hitting me but there's no heat yeah that's the really weird part is there's zero it's no heat it's all the flavor of a yeah. jalapeno yeah there's no there's no spice or, or anything like that it's just there just there what the fuck is this drink you know like um in 40x when they try to make like vegetation smell this is that i think yeah yeah this is like you described you described the smell of nature to an alien and they're like here is your nature yeah i'm i'm, I'm still not too sure i'm gonna have to drink this whole thing to see if i yeah. i like it or not it also so it's sugar-free right mm-hmm. it's so goddamn sweet if it, it doesn't taste sugar-free to me at all it tastes like i agree it, it, it tastes thick it does taste two c's yeah, zero sugar, three carbohydrates. Wait, so we each got one carbohydrate? Yeah. How those make you poop? <laughs> I'm just saying, we're going down a dangerous road that's going to lead to you guys eating hot sauces. No, oh, I, I, I love them. You see there's a fucking Hot Ones game show now? Yeah, I was confused by that because there was like a billboard somewhere. Yeah, I, I saw a, tra- a trailer for it and they were like, it's showing people like, look at them eating the hot sauce. I was, I was at work and we were watching it. We have one of my bottles of Last Dab at work. Everybody eats it. I just turned around. I'm like, these assholes are getting $25,000 for eating this thing we eat for free. Yeah. Like, we eat this because we like it. I don't, dude, this is this is really fucking me up. It's I, I can't imagine drinking a whole can of this. Like, I think this is the exact right amount that you gave me. <laughs> you don't want to know my weekdays. It's usually two of these things. Damn. No, no. I, I mean specifically <clears throat> this flavor. Like, I don't oh, know yeah, they're yeah. drinking the can of drink like no, i probably still cut back from the energy drinks it may kill me more than the alcohol will. No, you'll just pee rocks <laughs> until your your ding dong pops either... like a hot dog in a microwave is this why they call it rock stars yeah because <laughs> my pee rocks look like stars no afterwards you get the rock scars <laughs> it's where your sausage split <laughs> no i need it that's the sound of the pressure release i guess not fun story my friend uh, gets them frequently and one time he actually had to squeeze one out because oh. it got lodged. Yeah, apparently once you uh, once you pop the tab on that one, they, you can get them anytime. So no joke, them <laughs> because I was fucking around right there. I aerated it a lot. It's actually really good. <laughs> yeah, I don't hate it. Like again, I probably wouldn't buy it as often as something else. Yeah, I I want to hate it. Well, compared to like Rockstar, like when I have those, those almost like immediately like hurt my head because I just don't I just don't like it, and it just like makes me like kind of lightheaded in a way. So far, this doesn't. So that's a win for for rain. It tastes like Fanta. Yeah. Yeah. It tastes like strawberry Fanta, and I took a drink of it after eating something spicy. That's like you like just dip the jalapeno in there, like which is. You guys don't eat your strawberry cream cheese filled jalapeno poppers. (laughs) That's kind of what I imagine, though. Like you don't bite into the jalapeno; you just kind of dip it in the into the strawberry. Use it like as a spoon. (laughs) Yeah, that's what it is. So that was fun. We're gonna maybe do that more. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm. I'm game for it. That was fun. That was a good like little break to a little three second review. So if you drink water directly after it, it takes out all the the strawberry flavor and you're left with that real fucked up jalapeno flavor. <laughs> who thought about putting those two flavors together? Right. Like who? Someone like, that was just in a dart banging just down like, uh, rain energy drinks. We need the strawberry and the, the, the jalapenos. <laughs> Just like that was like the leftover, like just put them together. Let's, let's do this. Maybe it was like Reese's Pieces. Like uh, you got you got jalapeno in my strawberry. You got strawberry in my jalapeno. There's a guy at their Trelano? There's a guy there who's wearing a lab coat with the sleeves ripped off, called a professor. <laughs> <laughs> he walked in the room. He's like, "All right, bros, here's what we got. I got strawberries and jalapenos. What are we gonna do?" And they're like, 
Fucking smash him. <laughs> I was really on one last night, and I just rolled around on the ground until this jalapeno and strawberry came in my mouth. Got it. I was making jalapeno poppers, and I ate a strawberry sandwich, too. That's where you... I don't know why. <laughs> strawberry <laughs> sandwich? <laughs> We're just going closer and closer like Macho I Man right it. now. <laughs> Ooh, and then I took the jalapeno. <laughs> I made it just a sandwich of strawberries. <laughs> we took a ghost pepper. Holy shit, I know what orange. it tastes like. I know what it tastes like. And it's a thing only I know what it tastes like. Because um, <laughs> we're talking about fucking macho, man. At work one time, I took a Slim Jim, and I don't know why I decided to do this. I think I'm dead inside. I took a Slim Jim, and I put some gummy savers around it, and I ate it like a kebab. <laughs> and it tasted like this. It was like weird, super sweet spiced meat. What is even your life? Man? I don't know, man. <laughs> I feel like that's the most American thing you could do. There was a reason I did it. I can't remember what it was. Like, there's a million dumb things. Probably thing. not a good one. Like, I've drank a bottle of syrup before just because somebody was like, I bet you would. And I was like, I will. I've seen Super Troopers. I also did that, but it was sugar-free because I didn't want my pancreas to shut down. No, mine was not sugar-free, and I've never felt worse in my life. <laughs> <laughs> See, the best part about that story was afterwards, my friend's mom came outside, and she's like, I made pancakes for dinner. But she had no idea what the hell we were doing outside. <laughs> And you're like, I got this. No, I was like, fuck yeah, I got all the syrup in my body already. I need to soak that shit up. Yep. Good times. Oh, man. Yeah, the aftertaste, not my not my favorite. I'm kind of regretting that right now. Still I didn't weird. get an aftertaste, but I think because you had water. Yeah, I think like, the water washed away the pleasant and left behind the, the weird fake flavor. Yeah. So that was the thing. Um, I don't know. Do you want to do something for us next time? Do we want like the person that does the challenge to present also a... Yeah, sure. I'm fine with that. Because there's another one I want to do, but it's going to take a while to get here. So it may actually Start get here now. just in time Yeah, at, for my next <laughs> yeah. uh, challenge. So it's on you, Mike, to challenge. So I was trying really hard not to burp into the microphone. Um, so I was originally going to have us watch a movie. And I was going to have us watch The Lighthouse because I really like that movie and I don't think you guys have seen it. But I don't know. I feel like I keep giving us either weird artsy bullshit or very challenging bad things. <laughs> so I want to just do something like just kind of chill and fun. So we're going to watch a new Wes Anderson movie. Yeah. So we're going to watch uh, just every Wes Anderson movie in order starting with Bottle Rocket. No. Um. So I decided I, I just kind of want to play a game with you guys because even when we played a game, we haven't played one together. Mm. And so we're gonna have to figure out a time in the next week or so. Yeah, game with you guys. So that spare room that just has wires in it. Uh, let me show you why. No, uh, I, I want to play Sea of Thieves with you guys because okay. it's a game that's been out for a while. They they have a pretty substantial update recently. Um, it, I'll start with this. I played a lot of that game. It is not the best game, but it's a fun game to play with friends. So it's a four player pirate game. It's co op. There's a lot of PvP in it. I have a friend already recruited that will play with us. That way we can have a fourth person because you you really need that fourth person. And it's cross-play and it's available on PC okay. and Xbox. So it makes it really easy. We can all play together. I just think it would be, you know, if you just do three hours, have fun with that. See what it's like. Not just play a game, but play a game together. And it's a very cooperative-based game. Okay. So. Do you have an Xbox? No, I got a PC. Okay. But yeah, so that's, I, that's, I, tr I triple check to make sure this is something because yeah. I was going to do Dead by Daylight because I really like I, I really like that yeah. game, but it's not crossplay. That's kind of been a, a thought that I've had was wanting to play a game also, but that's it's been the the crossplay issue because I'm the one without a console unless we want to play something on the Switch. Yeah, fuck, I didn't even think about it. We could have just done Dead by Daylight <laughs> on the Switch. 
All right, new channel. Um, no, I, <laughs> I'd rather I, own it on PC anyway. I, I like the idea of this game because it, it is a game that I really like. But every time somebody critiques it, I'm like, "Yep, you're right." <laughs> but it's fun. It's a stupid fun game. So we'll uh, eat some whole bananas in one of the next episodes. Okay, Wait, what? what? <laughs> oh, have you not seen? That's how you heal in the game. You pick up bananas and you I've eat the fucking whole. Nope. <laughs> what? Don't do that. Oh, that, that, that that's a, what you that's do what in the you game. Do. You just see your giant challenge. pirate go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm healed. <laughs> But yeah, so we'll be playing. I almost said pirates booty. <laughs> we'll be we'll be hunting for some pirates booty while Hey-o. playing uh, Sea of Thieves. Nice. All right. Um, nice. Uh, recommend the book, I guess. Follow I, me on Instagram <laughs> and SoundCloud. No, I don't know. I didn't know what to do. I freaked out. <laughs> I just grabbed my microphone. Um, so for video night, I, I recommend it. Uh, we didn't really get to say that part. Also, check out Adam Caesar's YouTube channel. I think it's pretty cool. And follow him on Twitter. He's if you like horror stuff, you'll like him. Yeah, I think 10 chapters was perfect enough to review because you really don't spoil, spoil anything with this, with the 10 chapters. But I think where it's going to go, I'm really excited and I'm going to finish this book. Yeah. Like it, it's, was it three hours and there's like an eight hour audio book? So, so, mm. it's, so I still have plenty left uh, to listen to. But yeah, I'm, I'm far. I'm going to listen. Uh, I kind of want to recap after I finish um, just to do a quick recap if that's cool. No. Oh well, all right. Well, maybe okay. Well, nine hours later, <laughs> Mike. I'm trying really hard not to burp. I don't know what happened. That energy drink, dude, just fucked me up. I'm good with it too. Like, every, it? There's the cover of the book. Every time I go to talk, I'm just like, that <laughs> ovaries. Um, yeah, I, I I liked it. Like I I think it's definitely, um. Yes. I don't know. Uh-huh. It, it reminds mm-hmm. me of like an independent movie where I, I have to kind of grade it on a curve because it's not going to hold its own to like like some of the masters of horror that have been writing forever. Um, but it's also something that's very influenced by them. And I think I think he does a really good job building a world that I was curious about enough to keep going. Um, despite like any nitpicks I have with it. Like I really do like the overall story of the book. And I'm just a sucker for any kind of invasion of the body snatcher style thing. Yeah. I think um, it feels like he had fun writing it. And so it is fun to read is kind of what I got from it. <laughs> yep. I don't know if you're judging what I'm saying. No, or you're just trying really hard. <laughs> I'm really worried I'm going to open my mouth and just be like. <laughs> it's not really Mike in there. It's one of the lobster bugs. <laughs> His weird mouth penis is coming out. That's not my mouth penis. It's got a stinger. It does have a stinger. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get out of here, Alex. Is that me? Is that for social media? That's for you and That's the social the media. Okay, follow us on Twitter at the number three HRS underscore later and Facebook and Instagram, the number three HRS later. Uh, no underscore. And oh, we have a link tree as well for all of, all of our other links. That's link TR period EE four slash three hours later. <laughs> Almost made me scream. <laughs> Do my eyes get real big? Because I feel like they got real big right there. I'm just glad I timed it with you yawning. So it looked like you did it. I thought I made a noise. <laughs> so my body turned on me. All right. We'll see you guys next time when we deep throat bananas or whatever. Bye. That's how we do.